You are listening to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 17. Today's topic, Project Management for You with Caesar Abade. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com, where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Phillips. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast. My name is Mark Phillippe, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. As you know, preparing for the CAPM series is almost complete. I do have one final episode to release about Terry's lessons learned from our journey together as we helped her prepare for taking the CAPM exam. That episode you can look for in the next couple of days, and uh, that series will be wrapped up. In the meantime, I wanted to share a conversation I had with Caesar Abade. If you don't know Caesar, Caesar is the host of the Project Manager for the Masses podcast. He does a great job of that podcast, and he has recently come up with the idea that he he's decided he wanted to write a book called Project Management for You. So what he did is he has interviewed over the last month about twenty different project managers, of which yours truly was was on that that podcast, and he asked each one of us six different questions about what project management means to us. And after our interview, I asked Caesar if we would if we, if I could turn the table on him, and we decided that I would interview him, and he would share that interview with his listeners on project management for the masses, and I would also share that with you. And we decided that, that would be a great way to be able to share that discussion with both of our, our listeners. So we'll be releasing this episode on the same day. So with that explanation, here is my discussion with Caesar. And now today's feature. All right. I'm here with Caesar Abade and Caesar is a, a good friend of mine. He, we've, we've met online. I haven't met him directly. But I am, I can't wait to the time that uh, I get to meet him in person. I've been following what he's been doing on uh, his own podcast and he's also writing a book. So welcome to the show, Caesar. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's great to finally be on your show. You've been on my show twice and if, I feel like I know you and uh, I, I just, uh, I'm very thankful for the opportunity here. Thank you. Well, let's start with, uh, would you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I can't imagine that there are very many project managers out there that hasn't heard the golden voice of Caesar Abade. But uh, <laughs> why, why don't you introduce yourself and then give us a little bit of a, a rundown of what you're doing with the book that you're writing. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am, as you said, my name is Cesar Abade and I am a, a native of Brazil and I've, but I've been living here in North America since, uh, 1997. And, uh, I have a degree in electrical engineering and I also am a project manager and I have the, uh, the PMP designation, uh, project management professional by the PMI since, uh, 2010. And I work in our family business. We have a small, tiny little company that provides, uh, Big service to the construction industry. And, um, I work with my father, who is a civil engineer and also, um, a project manager. He's a, he has a PhD in uh, construction management and we provide this service to the construction industry. Um, and what I do as well is that, that I'm a podcaster and I started podcasting, 
with the Construction Industry Podcast, which is uh, a show that's there in iTunes and Stitcher and all the other catalogs. That is a, a it's a show dedicated to construction professionals, and that's my company's podcast that I host and produce. But uh, since I think 2012, actually, well, it's last year, 2013, I decided to do another show that really speaks to my passion, which is project management. And the show is called Project Management for the Masses. And uh, I started that last year, and it has been a blast to do that. As I mentioned, I I interviewed you on the show and a number of other uh, cool project managers who are doing fantastic work. And, uh, and just speaking with different project managers who, who are successful out there. And a lot of them, um, are speakers and they have books and they, they do training programs and seminars. And that just kind of inspired me to, to write my own book, um, using my own experience and also all the things that the little tidbits of, of wisdom that I've gotten uh, from my guests on the show. I decided that, you know what, um, I think I need to put this into, uh, compile this, uh, all my ideas and my thoughts into a book. And that's what I'm focusing on this month with a Kickstarter campaign, which just as of last weekend is now fully funded. So congratulations. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for your support. Uh, you supported me in this, in this project in, in many, many ways. And I appreciate that. And the book is basically, um, the book is going to be called Project Management for You. And uh, it is basically a, a, a book that will try to bring project management ideas and principles to everyone, to, to the individuals, to small businesses, to solopreneurs, to anyone who can benefit from what project management can, can bring to you, which is um, the ability to turn your ideas into reality and deliver on your promises and getting things done. Um, it works for companies. And it can work for you as well. So that's the idea of the book. I'm really excited uh, by the fact that I, you know, the campaign is funded and the book will happen. So early next year, uh, again, I'm going to have a shiny new hardcover book that I'll be mailing out to people. And I'm really excited about that. You're not ready to announce a date yet, are you? I'm not. I'm. Uh, the date is, uh, as, as good project managers, you should always give them a range, right? Uh, <laughs> so uh, um, the aim is by the end of January 2015, I should be shipping. But um, as I have never written a book before. Uh, so uh, this is my best guess. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident it'll happen. But um, But you know how those things go. Well, Caesar, I, I applaud you for, for doing this. Uh, I have, as I mentioned on when I was on your show, that English was never my forte, and I've had to push myself to become a better communicator. So I'm looking forward to reading your book. Uh, thank you. And, and, you know, English is not my forte either because it's my, uh, my second language, and just a few years ago I didn't even speak it. So it's, uh, it's been a long journey for me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, you're doing wonderful at that. Uh, thank you. Well, Caesar, uh, Caesar, just so for my audience, uh, the Caesar interviewed me, as he mentioned, for one of the uh, project managers that he interviewed for getting ready for his book. And in doing so, after we talked, we decided that it was time to turn the tables on on Caesar. So the the same set of questions that he asked me and all the other project managers that he interviewed during his series. 
I am going to ask those same questions to you, Caesar, and uh, see how you can you respond. I I was thinking about this. You probably have heard. Well, I know you have heard because I've heard all of your your uh, episodes. I know that you have heard a lot of different types of approaches on the answers you have received. So I, I'm really looking forward to hearing your answer on each one of these questions. Shall we get going? Let's do it. All right. So first of all. How would you define project management for the layperson? <laughs> uh, you know, Mark, just before I, I answer this, I just I, I did get a lot of different responses and replies to these questions, and uh, and but there is a common thread, and um, and I was happy to realize that uh, they kind of agreed with the with my position as well. So, he, how would I describe project management to the layperson? I do this all the time. I do this all the time, you know, to family and friends and, and people who reach out, find the podcast, but they don't know what project management is. They ask me this question. And the way that I describe this is project management is basically a, a fancy term that the business world uses to describe the process they use to bring ideas into reality. Okay, so it's what allows them to make a promise to their client base or to their employees or to some stakeholder and deliver on the promise, right? It's what allows them to 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 get things done. Well, wonderful. So, talking about getting things done. So, we as you think about as you gave that definition of what uh, a layperson would need to know about project management. What is the least somebody needs to know about project management to get started on that path of getting things done? Very good. Well, the least people need to know. I think we should always start by looking inwards. And this is, this is one thing that uh, I really had to do myself. And to understand that, uh, we as project managers or we who are just trying to get something done, turn some idea into reality, we are not, uh, our brains are not made for dealing with complexity. Our brains are not multitaskers. Okay. So what we're really good at is doing uh, one thing at a time and focusing on one thing at a time. And projects, almost by definition, are complex things. They're not made by one thing that we need to be doing at a time. It's just a, a lot of things that need to be done. So I think the least people need to know is that there must be a step between the idea and reality and a step in which you take complexity and breaking down um, into into a sequence of simpler things. So So we can then start working on these simpler things one at a time without the overwhelm. So I think the, the least people need to know is that um, we are not wired to look at a project as a whole and come up with a plan. We need to break it down and we need to brainstorm with other people. We need to bring people to help us and, uh, and, and break it down and, and, and take, do one thing at a time and, uh, and take it easy. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's the least people need to know. Well, that's an interesting answer. Uh, being able to to really, as they say in project management, to decompose uh, the work that needs to be done. That is, I, I I completely agree. That's a that's a great way to look at it. Let's talk about the stages that it takes that you would to that you would take in bringing a project to reality. Okay, um, the answer here is uh, is uh, very much aligned with the PMI, I think, and this was. Um this was something that was across the board. It was pretty much, uh, I think, every project manager I had on the show 
agrees with me here one way or another. Maybe they worded it differently, but the idea is to, number one, you need to define what it is you're trying to do, right? Because if you don't know what you're doing, then it's really hard to to, to do it. <laughs> or or as I, I say it all the time, you know, if you don't know where you are going, any road will take you there. So you need to define it. So you start with definitions, and that usually means, you know, coming up with requirements and and a detailed description of what this project is, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And then after that, you need to, and this is all part of the planning process, right? So you need to break it down, as as I said earlier. So you need to decompose that project using a tool like a, a document, like a work breakdown structure, and break it down and decompose until you get to work packages. Um, and that would allow you to uh, estimate you know, time and cost, you, you allow you to delegate and assign these work packages to different people, and you can plan who is going to do what by when. Mm. Then after that is the execution, is when you do those work packages and you work on them, uh, either you or your team, um, and you work them. And as you do that, you need to monitor and control, right? make sure that things are being done on time and, and uh, within scope and on budget, and um, make sure you're hitting your milestones and so um, you keep an eye on it. And finally, you need to, you know, closing. You need to close, make sure all the contracts are <laughs> are uh, completed and, and paid, people are paid and, and you can actually check off that box next to done for this project. So, so this is the, uh, this is the formal way of, of explaining this. But the bottom line is you need to bring people in, you need to define what it is you need to do, you need to break it down, assign packages, do your estimates, do the work, and check. So plan, do, check, act, you know, that old uh, way of uh, of managing things. Well, that sounds very much like you have read the PMBOK. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and did you stay awake during that time? Uh, can't, I can't uh, answer that with a yes, but uh, I, I did read it. And then, uh, you know, just talking with different project managers all the time, just uh, that things just solidify in your brain. <laughs> Even if you don't read the book, you know. Well, it just it just really does make sense. Uh, I, before we move on, I wanted to add to since this is for the layperson, would you you mentioned one one word or, or one group of words that we probably should take a little bit to describe, and that was the work breakdown structure. Without going into a lot of detail, what is the work breakdown structure or WBS? Yes, the WBS. The WBS is is. Um, is a document, you know, a lot of people call it a tool or a technique, but it's according to, uh, uh, to the PMBOK guide. If I'm not, if I remember well, it is, uh, it is a document. It's, uh, and it's an output of a process, not a tool. Um, and it's basically a, an organizational chart type of document that shows how your project is breaking, broken down into different deliverables. Right, so you take your project. Imagine, um, imagine like a a mind map or organizational chart in which the top bubble is the the project project itself, and then the first layer of, of sub bubbles or sub deliverables are the main sub deliverables that added together comp- compose that project. So, and uh, let's say the first level of sub deliverables, um, when you add them all up, they need to add up to that project. So that's called the 100% rule, if I recall. So, and you do that with every single sub-deliverable. So you break them down and you decompose into into sub-deliverables until you get to the bottom 
and the lower level for each of those sub-deliverables. And that lower level bubble is called the work package. And that's something that you um, that you can actually do and assign to people and do estimates. Um, you can sequence them and you can use them for a number of things, including creating schedules and budgets and things like that. So it's a very, very um, helpful document because it lists all the things that need to be done for your project to be completed. So if you add up all those work packages, uh, you you add them all up, and if you do all of them, that means that your project is complete. And uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, it also means that if something is not on the work breakdown structure, it is not going to get done. Right. So it's a document that really adds clarity to what it is that you're trying to do. And and the best way to do it is to bring your project team together and people who are going to be working on this. Um, and uh, and brainstorm this together so everybody's clear and in agreement to what the project is and what it is to be done um, to for that project project to be complete. Great expl- explanation, and really that goes back to your first point, and that is, you know, if you look at a project and it, you look at all the complexities of it, you can almost drive yourself nuts trying to figure out how you do this and. Building a WBS or work breakdown structure, that allows you to get it to a small enough pieces that you can actually do something with. So that's a great technique, and you're right, producing that document uh, will help you in your planning stages. So so that's one technique. What do you, Would you use that as the, the technique that you would recommend, or is there another technique that you would recommend that would help you um, as you, as somebody was learning how to do project management, you know, Mark, I think that would be the one. If you, if you ask me, if you know, if I could recommend one, one technique, uh, it would be decomposing and and with with the intent of creating a work breakdown structure. I think that's what I would recommend to anyone uh, as a, as a one thing, you know, because when you have that, everything else to me kind of stems from that, you know. Um, all your, um, you know, who you need to bring into a team to help you do. Okay, well, look at the, your breakdown structure and look at the work packages that you know you can't do or you shouldn't do or you don't want to do it yourself and you know that this is something you can hand off to someone. Um, or, or also it helps you with creating a budget, creating a schedule. So it, it, it allows you to answer questions like, when is this project going to be done? How much is this going to cost? Who do I need to bring in into this project? Or... If you need to to crash that schedule, if you want to do it faster or cheaper, it also allows you to to make those decisions because it adds clarity. It also um, it, it is a tool that because it, it breaks down the project into into its uh, uh, more let's say chewable, right? <laughs> Easy to chew bits. You can actually like if you need even if you need to replace your project manager and you bring another project manager on board. The new project manager can look at this and and hit the ground running, you know. So it just it just adds so much clarity uh, that I think that is the number one tool or technique or that I would recommend to people looking into project management. Do you have any recommends of where people might go to find more information about a WBS? Yes, I have two recommendations. Um, Margaret Meloni from pmstudent.com. She has a um, uh, an ebook on uh, WBSs that is uh, a great uh, entry-level explanation uh, of what it is and how to do it. And uh, I read that book a couple times. It's really good. You can find that at pmstudent.com. 
And then I had Rich Maltzman from EarthPM on the show. And he also recommended a book that I checked out. It seems like it's a great resource. It's called Secrets to Mastering the WBS in Real World Projects. It's a paperback book by Liliana Buktik. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, from uh, 2010. So it's a relatively new book. And uh, it seems like it's a, a very good explanation and entry level, um, you know, resource for people wanting to learn how to do an, a WBS correctly. Very good. All right, let's let's move away from the tools, techniques type of thing. When we're working on projects, we I don't remember very many projects that I've ever done where I was the only person on the project. Technically, there could be, but most of the time, we are working with people. What do you think are the best ways that you have found to be able to learn how to delegate and to, to compel people to collaborate together? Mm-hmm. You know, I asked this question of my guests, and uh, I'd say uh, 9 out of 10 uh, did not like the word compel. <laughs> and I think by the time I had you on the show, I had changed that word to something else on the question. So how to, you know, encourage people and how to, but I think compel is a good word because if you are a good project manager and you are able to, to convey that vision and, uh, and you get people fired up, they are compelled because they want to do it. It's not because they, they need to do it, but you know, you, I'm, I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm, I'm really compelled to eat ice cream. You know, <laughs> well, it, if you seen my waist, then you would you would say that that is true for me as well. So yeah, exactly. So uh, we as 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 project managers, how can we, um, how can we present this project to 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 our team so it's like ice cream, you know, so they're compelled to go and and do it. Um, and I'll tell you the best. There's a there's a great quote, and it's probably the best quote I heard this year. Is a quote that you shared with me <laughs> on the oh, project great. management for you series, and you know where I'm going with this. And I the, do. The quote is: "If you want to build a ship, don't drum up the men to gather wood, divide the work, and give orders. Instead, te- teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea." You know, and you kind of have to say it with those uh, in that intonation there. <laughs> it's a great quote, and it's so true. It is so true. You know, um. And the best way to do that is to believe in the project. You know, um, uh, my friend Tracy Duez, she was a, a guest on, I think it was episode two of PM for the Masses. And, um, since then we've became, we, we have become great friends and we speak on a regular basis. And she, um, is all about, um, intrinsic value, finding the intrinsic value, uh, in people and in the things that you do and always find, to always trying to find a way how your project is going to impact people. Even the most mundane of projects, let's say something simple as like, I don't know, you're in IT, I'm sure you come across some projects that are not uh, as exciting as, you know, building ships, um, but they are there. Yes. But but you know what? They always impact people. You know, let's say you're implementing a new, a new software, installing, you know, changing or switching from one um, platform to another. This is going to impact the team. This is going to impact the clients. This is going to impact um, your customers. I have a very good friend, one of my best friends here in Canada. Uh, he works in IT in the hospital, you know, and um, t- talk about impacting people, you know. Um, but you might not see, you might just see bits and bytes in front of you, but there is value in that project because it's going to, you're going to be helping 
patience eventually. So trying to find that nugget of, of intrinsic value to the project that you have and then just just run away with it and 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 embrace that as as something good that you're doing and then people will see it you know and and they'll be excited as well the other thing i I wanted to say here is um the best way to to encourage people and to work with people is number one be yourself you know people people relate to people you know and and they'll follow you if if they see that you are human you know and, and be a friend and show that you are on their side as well and be helpful uh one thing that I've, and really I learned this, really, really, it really solidified it in my, in my mind and in my, in my being was with the podcast. Because the podcast is something that I do week in and week out. Um, and I, I, you do this as well, Mark. So you know what I'm talking about. We, we reach a lot of people with, with this content. And, uh, and to do this consistently like we do, we can't put up put up a persona, you know. We have to be ourselves here. Otherwise, we, we it's hard to keep up, you know. <laughs> if if we're just uh, trying to be someone else week after week, it's really difficult. So eventually, you might even start that way, but eventually, the real you come out, and that's when people reach out. That's when it, the show resonates with people, and they reach out and they follow you. And that's what was able. To, uh, that's how I was able to to create this Kickstarter campaign and have people come and support me. I think because. They see me as as just uh, as somebody just like them who um, who is trying to to make it in this industry as a project manager and is trying to learn and trying to add value. So, so my point is: be yourself, be helpful, and try to find the intrinsic value that your project is going to bring to the world and embrace it and and tell it like a story, and people will will listen and they'll they'll follow you. Wow. In, in that bit that you just talked about, you hit probably three or four of my hot buttons. Uh, I really do believe it is so important to find that intrinsic value. Uh, if you can't find the value in a project, then why are you even doing it? And on top of that, being able to convince uh, and compel other people, you can only do that if you believe in it yourself. And in by the nature of you believing it, they'll see your excitement, and then they will they, that excitement will catch to them, and they will begin to understand that value. Uh, great, great answer. I I love I love how you put that. Thank you. All right. So a final thought uh, for the listeners about project management. What what would you say are those those final things? And then as as you finish up, please give us a little bit more information about your Kickstarter. I know that you're fully funded, but uh, people are going to be want to be looking for that book and how they can get involved as well. Yeah. All right. My final thought for the, the listener who wants to learn and use project management is that um, there's a problem out there. And I, and here's the, here's the thing. And this goes really well with the, with the book idea. I think that project management is really a wonderful thing and it's, it's really helpful but I feel like it's trapped. It's trapped in a cubicle, as I say. Um, and it can be used in the laundry room, but you never, it, it doesn't get there because it's trapped. And the reason why it's trapped is because there's a lot of books, there's a lot of materials, a lot of um, training, a lot of education in project management, but the language is very corporate. So I've had this happen even in our company. You know, I gave uh, uh, one of our team members, uh, he's a... He was a. Te- he doesn't work with us anymore. He was a technician, and I thought, you know, maybe he could be like 
interested in projects and maybe could become like a project coordinator and so I gave him some materials to read and um when he uh, and he kind of read didn't go anywhere but when, when he left the company and we had our 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 talk um he shared with me like I, you know I I read I looked at the material and it didn't speak to me I thought it was really boring you know and and I thought oh what a shame because it's really it's really really helpful if you if you can get beyond the 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 lingo and the jargon so the material out there is is dry but it works and that's um that's my message here that's my my final thought um and what i tried to what i'm going to try to do with this book is to kind of bridge that gap a little bit because um there is so much that we can for example the work breakdown structure is something that anybody can implement you don't have to be a project manager you know you can do that for any project that you're working on let's say you're doing a, a bathroom renovation or you're you're trying to uh, you have a hobby and you want to build uh, if you're a carpenter you want to build a picnic table you can do you can use a work breakdown structure to to help you in those things especially for me because my my brain is not very good at with keeping things you know my memory is really bad and I'm disorganized and project management really offers you a a framework and a system that you can feed your ideas into one end and you can turn a crank and it comes out the other end as something tangible. So the book, let's talk about the book. So the book, that's the idea for the book. So what I did is I created a Kickstarter campaign to help me with the, the costs of um, of self-publishing. Now, as you said, the campaign is fully funded, but there's still about 10 days as we record this 10 days for people to go and, and support the campaign. Now, you can wait and, until the book is published and buy the book that way, but there are some advantages of, of going through the Kickstarter page. There is, for example, one level of a reward there called, the, I called it the no-brainer reward, that when you can get the book, you get the ebook version of the book, and you got the audio version of the book, and you got th- you get three other ebooks written by my uh by my writers uh writing publishing coach on entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism if that's a word uh <laughs> so it's it's a really a good deal and that's going to go away when the kickstarter campaign ends so if you go to projectmanagementforyou.com it's going to take you to the kickstarter page there's a special video that i made there that it's really different um and <laughs> unusual. So that's all I'm going to say about that. You have to go in and watch the video at projectmanagementforyou.com and you can support the campaign that way. And, uh, I'll be happy to send you a copy of the, of the book when it's, uh, when it's out, which should be, as I said, uh, early 2015. Well, Caesar, I wish you all the luck in the world on putting this together. I can't wait to see the, the outcome of it. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Mark, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the support. And um, I thank you for bringing me and uh, sharing my, uh, my story with your listeners. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great day. Well, thanks again, Caesar. He is a great guy. I sure enjoy talking with him. If you haven't already, I encourage you to check out his podcast. It's called Project Management for the Masses. If you haven't already heard it, I'm sure many of you have. Uh, Good luck, Caesar, with your book, and I can't wait to read it. Now, as I mentioned, I'm winding down the Project Mentoring Series, Preparing for the CAPM. If you haven't heard it, and you're preparing for either the CAPM or the PMP exam, 
Go check it out at sensiblepm.com slash mentoring. The last episode will be available in the next couple of days. Now, I'm recording this on the 23rd of October in 2014. The reason why I mention that is because next week at the PMI Global Congress, I will be speaking on the topic, Delivering Business Value, the Most Important Aspect of Project Management. If you're going to be at the Congress, I would love to meet up with you. Come by my session. I'll be speaking on the 27th, that's Monday, and my session is at 11.30. Drop by the the session, give me your thoughts about the topic as well of, I, I would just be able to love to be able to meet you. And if you're not able to come to my session, at least send me a tweet. My Twitter handle is at SensiblePM. Now, if you would leave a comment, I would love to be able to hear what you thought about this session specifically. Why don't you answer the question, one of the questions that I asked Caesar, and that is, what is the least people need to know about project management to start on the path of getting things done? Leave your comment there on, the, on this uh, session. This is, this is going to be at sensiblepm.com slash 17. And also, if you want to uh, leave me a message, uh, I can be contacted at podcast at sensiblepm.com. Well, until next week, remember, a sensible project manager always looks for a practical way to manage a project to success. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Philippi, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.